Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 24, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What a day today. We had follow through from yesterday. So the market made a bottom yesterday, finished not at the highs, but finished positive for the day, recaptured the 20 period moving average after having spiked it pretty good in the morning session. This is yesterday. So today there were two options. Either they're going to come back down, do a retracement, retest of the lows or go lower. Or the other option was to have follow through Opening above yesterday's close would have been a pretty good sign or signal we were going to get follow through. They were poised to do that. They played some games around the opening bell. They took a little bit of a dip or had a shakeout operation, which we'll discuss later on when we get to inside the numbers. And then they turned around and they went up all day long. Just for kicks, this is an hourly chart, and this is the first hour of the day, the 10.30 candle. This is the first one of today, and you can see each hourly candle was up. Now, the last couple just petered out a little bit, but they finished near the highs of the day, and now we have to discuss the elephant in the room. Obviously, I'm getting emails left and right. Maybe you're wrong. They're going to make new highs. All that stuff, that's fine, and they may make new highs. Here's the story. We were looking for a top the third week in February. My contention is, my contention was, that that was going to be a long-lasting top. Now, we got a turn the third week in February, but now the appearances, they did the thing where they recocked the gun, where they came up short of the 50-period moving average, recaptured the 20-period moving average yesterday, they recocked the gun, had follow through today. They're approaching the all-time highs already. So here's what we'll say about that. The trend is your friend. The trend is the dominant thing. It's your friend until she dumps you. That's what's drawing or pulling the market in the northern direction. So let's get back to the elephant in the room. What if I'm wrong? What if they make a new high? They may make a new high. It's not going to change anything from where I sit. From where I sit, the market is in the process of making a top. They never make it easy. It's hard to kill a bull. Just because I said the turn or the top would come in the third week in February, that's what I was looking at, doesn't mean I'm going to be right 100% of the time. But here's the thing. If they make a new high, how much higher can they go? Well, I'm not sure. They get into no man's land. But here's what I do know. We're in the time zone right now where we're going to see negative energy unfold across the markets. When will that hit? I don't know. How will that hit? I don't know. Maybe it will have something to do with the coronavirus. Maybe it will have something to do with something else. Maybe there'll be a conflict. Maybe it's a political item. Maybe it's something we're not even discussing. Who knows what it's going to be? Nobody knows until after the fact. That's what black swans are made of. It's very hard to see a known known right now taking the market down. It's generally going to be something in the unknown camp. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. That's the thing. From here, we'll take it one day at a time, one candlestick at a time. 
And here's what I'll say. Right now, it appears that things are fine and the market's going to keep going. That's fine. That's what it's supposed to appear like at or near all-time highs. But here's the deal. The top is still in until it's not. Can a trader still be short or can a trader initiate a new position short against the all-time high? And the answer is when you're close to it, the obvious answer is yes. Why? Because if you have to lose, you're going to lose small and fast. They make a new high and they start closing daily up above the old high. You cut and run and you try it again when she gives you another signal. That's how this works. Sometimes it takes two, three attempts, maybe more. However, even though it doesn't appear as it is today, the high is still in until it's not. What's going on inside the numbers? Let's check out the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. It was hump day. Wake up slightly green after some back and forth activity during the overnight session. Follow through or failure is on the docket today. After yesterday's turnaround, can they rally him for a few into the end of the week slash month? Keep this in mind. The end of February comes the end of the week. Are they going to finish the week strong, finish the month strong, and then resume whatever negative activity they had the other day? Or are we just going to blow through to new highs? Well, we'll have to wait and see. But right now, the market is certainly in a position to trade positive through the end of the week. They do that kind of stuff all the time. Finish the month strong. It's part and parcel to how this thing works the majority of the time. What else do we have? The early thoughts. They're going to try and get to and over the big fat round number of ES3900 again. They certainly did that, but early on, they were about 20 points away. Here's a reminder. They're close, and those numbers become magnetic and draw price in. Most stocks are back in float mode in the pre-market session. So that's kind of a hint in the early morning what's the at least the morning session going to be like. It's normally a sign of a quiet and light volume day ahead. Quiet it was, perpetually up is another story. We're moving right along. Let's see what else we have as some numbers start to unfold. By 8.47, let's talk some numbers. Up north, they'll be trying to get to and recapture SPY 389.35. You know the routine right of the vertical is today's activity. Your horizontal trend line is 389.35 and you can see they only spent a brief period of time around that number. Got above it, came for a quick back test and off they went. So as far as this is concerned, they recaptured 389.35. Closing candles above opens the door to the next number which is 390. Below current price is the zone from 388.86 down to 388.50. Now remember, this is in the pre-market at 847. After that, they started melting away, but we had other numbers on the board. If they conducted an early morning shakeout operation and got below 388.50 on 10 and 15 minute candle closes, the door opens for a test of 385.85 down to 385. Now, back to the chart. Again, same five-minute chart, right of the vertical, and you see what's going on. 385.85 down to 385, which was not reached, so they found support right in that zone, took off, never to be seen again. 
Now that we got that out of the way, let's move along and get the day underway. And what we'll do from here is scroll up a bit, let you pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work, double check the numbers, double check the commentary. See if it's something that you think can benefit you during the trading day. 925, the spot where buyers show up would still be the same, down to around 385, give or take. We're moving along a little bit. By 938, they're in the showtime zone. Continuing on, by 940, they got into the zone and bounced as prescribed. The support zone did what it was supposed to do. A little bit more commentary if they come back down, which they never did, but you always want to know both sides of the tape. Now here, if they came down again, the best buy on the board, because we don't want the same trade again, we have to look to a different number. It's not the same trade the second go around. We know that from stocks on the move. We discuss that all the time. So what did I put on the board? 384.75. They never got there, but that was the number should they go lower in the early part of the session. They never did. Moving right along. Then they're working on turning around as the morning starts to unfold. And some emails start to come in about where do I short the market? Can I short the market? What's the number to short the market at? So I want to read this aloud because I think there's a learning opportunity here around 1027. A lot of traders looking to short the market, emailing me about what price can we short? Let me ask you this. With the transports up big, financials up and the IWM up, why do you want to short the market? They're flat on the day. The volume is light compared to yesterday. Is there anything telling us the market is going to fall apart today? The answer at the time was no. It's a rhetorical question. They might pull back from 387.50 since it is resistance, but that doesn't mean it's a short trade, just resistance for now. We do this one all the time too. Those two things are not the same. Resistance doesn't necessarily mean short. Market can run up to resistance and go sideways for a while and then go to another number. Same thing on the flip side. Support doesn't always mean it's going to turn around for a long trade. Some numbers are better than others. Not all numbers are created equal. The bears won't come out until and unless they start closing candles below 384.75. There's nothing telling us at present they're even going there. Remember, 386 and a quarter is the pivot. That was a pivot we identified early on. They're above, and if you're going to put capital out there exposed on a short trade when the volume is light, it better be a good one. Let's scroll up a little bit. Above the pivot, there's nothing wrong with the tape for now. All right, let's scroll up a little bit more because we have a counter to that. After all that being said, there was a short trade on the board for traders willing to take a short at the proper spot. 11.07. As they get closer, 3.89 and a quarter is drawing price in. Can they spike it? Yes, but they shouldn't blow right on through. Reaction in the other direction is likely. That's from where I sat at the time. So here's more of the thought process, right? We're getting inside my head. It's getting late in the morning. Is this the spot where they're going to put in a morning pivot? They generally put in a morning pivot when the market is trending in a certain direction, up or down, for an hour, hour and a half, two hours in the morning, you're generally going to see a morning pivot. Whether it's a pivot low or a pivot high, they do it the majority of the time. So I have that in my back pocket. We always have to know where the potential trade is wrong. Where is it wrong? Closing candles above 390. 
Now, why am I saying short the market when just a little while ago I said not to short the market? Well, there's a good reason. It was a different number, a different point in time. I'm counting candles. I'm going back to the course, lazy e-mini trader. The market was coming into what I like to call on time in a time zone at a different kind of price than we were at earlier, right? So this is a price that at least from where I sit, they shouldn't just blow right through. So under normal garden variety conditions, they're going to give you at least a trade. Now, there's your zone, 389.25 up to 390. Above 390, I think it's a cut and run. That's what I wrote earlier. So here's what happened. They went back and forth in between that spot for a little while, but never really came back below 389.25. So the decision, and you'll see this in the notes, when they couldn't get back below 389 and a quarter, and the trade really wasn't doing what it was intended to do. And here's the way I looked at it. So this is just inside my head, my thought process getting in, my thought process getting out, and why. So my thought process getting in was, it was the right price, at the right time. Here's an hourly chart. Here's a breakdown candle. The high was 389.34. So I'm saying 389.25, it's within pennies of the high. So if they're going up there to test the high of the breakdown candle, normally they're gonna have a reaction in the other direction. Now, I'm gonna show you why I think it didn't work. And I saw this at the time, but I should have paid more attention to it at the time this is my lesson learned on this particular trade. Look what else is going on here. You have a huge breakup candle from yesterday, okay? The candle ending 15.30, 3.30 in the afternoon. They pulled back a little bit, and then this morning dropped a little further, and they ran a test in the vicinity, in the neighborhood of the breakup candle low. Not all the way, but close enough. Then they started up again, so they recocked the gun on the hourly chart on these three candles here, just looking at these three, the breakup candle and the two down, they recocked the gun, and what happened was it outweighed, because of the slingshot effect, it outweighed the breakdown candle high that they really ran a test of yesterday. They didn't get close enough for me. They didn't really get to the top, but when they recocked the gun, that, I guess, and this is where it's part art form, part science, what I think happened was they just didn't have the need to run a test any further of that breakdown candle high. The trend is your friend, the more dominant thing. They recocked the gun. You're having follow through from yesterday. The transports were up. The IWM was up. The financials were up. Things were bullish. The bull stuff outweighed by a lot the breakdown candle high. And so what you'll see here inside the numbers, we're talking about the morning pivot that never really happened. I see what's going on. I see what's unfolding so I'm giving traders an option. I'm giving them even a tighter stop. Traders looking to tighten the stop can use 389.62. Candle closes like 15-minute ones. Above would likely signal higher numbers, like certainly two and above 390. Let's move along a little bit. By 11.46, here's the update. I took the short at 389.25. It's not working as intended. You have to be a big boy, a big girl to recognize this and move on. Don't, and I say don't with an emphasis, get emotionally attached to any particular trade. I'm not willing to sit here through lunch and watch a slow tape. Therefore, I took a few cents loss and I'm moving on. Doesn't mean it won't work over time. 
as long as they're below 389.62 on candle closes, it should work. Safety net is below 390, which they've run a test of already, came up five cents short. Next time up, now pay attention to this one. Next time up, they probably don't stop is my current read. That post was at 11.46. So here's the candle ending 11.30, 11.45, 12 o'clock. And you can see once they started pushing up to 390, they went right through and they didn't stop the second time. So hopefully you get the point. You have to look at both sides. You have to appreciate both sides. A, there's going to be a lot of positive trades, stocks on the move, SPY trades. We're not going to win every trade, but you have to be able to learn something. You have to be able to cut and run when the market says cut and run. You have to be able to lose small and fast if you have to lose it all. That's the main thing. Let me scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, double check the work. Nothing went on in the afternoon. The market just floated and grinded higher. We'll check out stocks on the move. We had JD, Uber, TROX, SQ, which is Square, and TJX, TJ Max. Two were listed as having jumped their target. The others never hit their target. So therefore, let's take a look at the two that jumped the target. We'll see what was going on. You saw the two numbers on the board. JD opened below the first one, and it never got to the second. Unfortunately, 94.50 was the number. And here's the low of day. Low of day is 94.58. Anybody front-running the situation had a nice win on their hands. Those waiting for 94.50, like yours truly, never got into the trade. The numbers work. JD was headed for a destination this morning. I had it by $0.08 cents wrong. If the market had more volatility this morning, chances are they would have spiked through 94.50. You take what the market gives you. You don't cry over spilled milk. Square opened below the first number also, came into the second number, went slightly below, turned around, went back to the first number or at least close enough, producing at minimum of the base hit that traders are looking for. Not the best trade on the board, but a positive trade nonetheless, as long as you're painting by the numbers. How about Camp IWM today? Looks very similar to the other chart in the SPY. You can see we had the follow through. We had the 20 period moving average, same as yesterday. No change. They're doing the same thing we just discussed. Same routine. We can simply move it along. If the spiders run into resistance, the IWM is going to run into resistance. If they all continue to make new highs, they're all going to continue to make new highs. If they turn around, they're all going to turn around. It's an all the same market type of scenario. Not all day, every day, but generally speaking, it's an all the same market. How about the folks down at the transportation department? They are our canary in the coal mine. We looked at it. We talked about it a few times. They just didn't want to go down. The chart was in a different position than the other charts. They never really got below, at least on this time around, the moving averages. They never came into the moving averages. It was different. We kept looking. We kept talking. We talked about the fact that they never got below on a closing basis. This breakup candle low. They went back up. They were at the new highs. Hopefully, you can begin to see why, over the years, the folks down at the transportation department have been and remain my favorite canary in the coal mine. 
second favorite market leading indicator next to the IWM, but a number one canary in the coal mine. It's not a blow off top type of material. You don't have any kind of volume to support that. What you do have is decent volume. You have above average volume on the last three up days. That's interesting in and of itself. That tells you there was some institutional participation in this stuff. The Qs, same routine, but different position on the chart. Look where the Qs are relative to their 20 period moving average on this daily chart. They haven't even got there yet. The other markets were recapturing it yesterday. That has to count for something. We're nowhere near the all-time highs in the Qs. It's a rollover, maybe a retracement, but to get back to new highs in the Qs is not the same type of toll order over in the SPY and the IWM. Interesting of note. What about the financials? Anything wrong over here? No, not at all. Very strong update. Finish on the highs, up almost 2%. Another breakout. As it stands right now, and this is your monthly chart, Looks like the XLF is going to close the month at a new all-time high. Light volume, there has been limited institutional participation. If you look at the volume and you just compare to bigger volume type of moves, you don't really have big-time institutional participation on the buy side. You have price up. Price is the absolute. I'm just trying to look under the covers and say, hey, is this going a lot higher are they going to continue in no man's land and continue to make new highs is what the chart telling us is what the chart telling us and from a volume perspective we don't have it that doesn't mean price won't go higher we just don't have anything on the volume spectrum telling us anything good or bad daily chart good volume yesterday decent volume today how about this rebound over in smash mouth country Look at this up day, up 10 bucks, 4%. That's what you call a relief rally. Did I buy the SMH down around or below 237 yesterday? The short answer is no. The longer answer is because of that, I should be wearing a schmuck shirt. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I am David Frost. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.